0: Good afternoon.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, really welcome Ooh. To the stadium. What is up everybody? Welcome to the Babe Ruth episode. Of Empire 161, a show about the Yankees for Yankee fans or baseball fans in general. I am the Emperor this week, Mr. <laughs> Tim Tabala. With me, oh see, I always get this backwards. Over this guy over here. This, this guy, oh, yeah, yeah. He's, he's over there. Is Mr. Ed Kamen said, What's going on? What's up, dude? What's going on? Oh, well, we finally got something to talk about. Oh, something that we, we can actually we really get into now. Do we ever? Is a big week. A big week. Uh, Yeah, so this week we're going to do a little something different. We're going to, you know, uh, because we are kind of a Star Wars-themed show, we will be having our Star Wars rankings coming up soon, which I take very personal. And I will not allow any slander about Star Wars on this show. So just be prepared for that. I won't allow Yankee slander either, but at least least I'll hear your opinion. Star Wars, I don't want to hear crap. Um, But let's get started. But the big news of the week, and that is, let me show it right there, baseball is back. Woo! It's about damn time. We got ourselves a 60-game schedule. Next week is spring training. Um, Ed, let's get into the details. Uh, First of all, first of all, do you like what they're going to do for this season? Uh,
0: Browsing over everything, I think, um, I don't... The only thing I have an issue with is them not doing this in the bubble. Like I said last time, like the NBA and the NHL are. I mean, from everything you hear anywhere, that's the move. That's the way to go. And baseball's not doing it. I don't fully understand the whole home ballpark thing and having the players travel and all this other crap. Like, I think you're kind of opening yourself up to – For things to potentially go wrong, because as excited as we are as baseball is back, which I mean, I'm like through the roof about it, but it's still, you know, like it's almost like a game weather pending. This is like health pending. So, I mean, it's it's a tough spot, but hey, listen, let's be optimistic game time. Let's go 60 games. It's finally a sprint and not a marathon. For all those people over the years who I've heard like complaining, "Oh, 162 is too much." Well, guess what? Now you got 60. 60 games, one bad week and sink your season. You know, let's go. one, one five game losing streak could ruin you. That's that's a little scary. It is a little scary. It's a little scary, a scary though. five game losing streak you could be done for the year. Yeah, and that's crazy to think about it, right? Like it's not we're not talking about like September baseball where in the middle of a pennant race, and that five-game losing streak could, could sink you. This is all season, so it's gonna be interesting, depending on who you talk to and, and you know what you listen to, you hear different things. I heard Mark Teixeira talking about you know, he, he thinks that we're gonna see a lot of injuries, he thinks we're gonna, you know, see a lot of things like that. Really? So, well, that's what he's thinking, because he thinks guys are not gonna ease into the season, he thinks they're gonna go. You know, max effort from inning one straight on, like straight through. There's not games where you can rest people as much. You know, we always have like, uh, you know, the NBA's got a name for it called load management, which everyone despises, including myself. But baseball does it too, though. Baseball, you know, Labor Torres. I mean, it was a – I remember last year, it was like a four-game series, He's and he destroyed the Orioles all all season last year. I mean, a lot of people did, but especially Labor Torres – and the fourth game, he's sitting, and the guy hit like, you know, a thousand home runs against him last year. Like, can you not wait to rest him the next day? So it's interesting to see if we're our manager is going to do that. Are they going to the anal? Are the analytics going to change now, based on sixty games and not one hundred and sixty-two? You know, you're not getting people ready to stay fresh throughout the season. So. Nobody, I mean, your guess is, are, are both of our guesses as good as anyone else's on that? Are, are we going to see it? Are we not? Are, are guys going to play 55 out of 60 games or, or 58 out of 60 games? You know, who the heck knows? So there's so much unknown going into the season. Uh, well, one of the interesting things for us, before we get into
1: the whole what they're doing, yeah. for us and med fans, uh, they're having their training here. Yeah. um one thing I didn't I didn't know did you know are they
0: allowing fans to attend uh to my knowledge no there will not okay. be fans in attendance at, at all like that is not on the table whatsoever uh unless there's somehow something I missed about that there will be no fans but the reason the teams are you know uh Governor Cuomo had allowed the teams to, to come back and have spring training here is because Florida we've kind of flip-flopped with Florida Florida suddenly has this huge spike and they're the ones who might become the epicenter of the whole coronavirus thing. So, and where apparently, you know, the, the curve is flattened a lot. I mean, it's not over yet, but it's flattened a lot. So it's safer here than in Florida now. You know, who would have thought a couple of I months thought, ago? Who would have thought, <laughs> damn right. That, it's true. I, I thought we were just doomed. <laughs> you would think, right? Because we're all on top of each other and everything like that. And Florida's all spread out and whatever else. And, Well, I tell you what, I got to
1: give credit to the city because even though they're bitching and moaning about wanting to get out and we're up to phase two now of reopening, I still see 90, top of my head, maybe 95% of people on the train still wearing masks, which is fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Because you get the one every now and then who thinks he's a tough guy, but you know, whatever. I mean, it's good to see that some people are still taking it seriously. Um, All right. So let's get into the details. Well, let's get into the changes first of all. Uh, like I said, we said 60 games. Uh they're gonna have uh some crazy ass divisions. Well we're gonna play what was it? We're gonna play f- how many against division rivals? Forty against division rivals?
0: Uh, yeah. yeah, that's pretty much where where they're leading towards. Um I mean, I I think we should maybe let's start off with the big thing that really doesn't exactly affect the Yankees so much. Well, actually, I'm sorry. We, we can touch on, on your part right right here, what you were talking about. So you have the 60-game uh, season, um, 10 games for uh, each team against your four additional opponents, and then 20 games against the opposite leagues corresponding, this is word for word, geographical division. For example, the AL East will play the NL East and so on. So the Yankees will be playing the Mets. There will be a six-game Subway Series. Up for, even though that's not that abnormal uh, abnormal, honestly, There are times where, you know, last couple of years, it seems like sometimes the Yankees and Mets have six games. Sometimes they have four. You know, I I don't know, whatever they decide. I always have said I'm never tired of the Subway Series, so six games is what it should always be, and it should never be Monday through Thursday, two games and two games. It should be on the weekends, and, you know, uh, like it it always packs the house, even though it can't this time, but it will be – it will draw interest and you want more eyeballs on the screen. Mm-hmm. So that's that's essentially what that is. Uh the big change though and again not affecting the Yankees per se as much but universal dh. The DH will not I mean the DH is going to be in the National League this year. Um and there are I don't know. I I think it's long overdue. I think you're on the same thing that we don't really like the whole pitchers hitting thing. I mean, as much as it does add a strategic element, it's not worth it. The pitchers don't hit ever really. It's not professional at-bats. I mean, it could be the same as me or you going up there and, and taking the at-bat and just, you know, three pitches and done. It's pretty rare. Well, yeah, it's an advantage for the, for the American League because now these guys that haven't hit since high school yeah. they don't have to hit anymore. Yeah, well, yeah, That's that. I guess, yeah, They when they – when a Yanks are playing like at City Field, they won't they you can still have the DH will still be in play. So yeah, American League pitchers are even a, uh, normally at a more of a disadvantage than the National League. But now it's like, hey, listen, you got a guy in a bench that you need to get in a lineup, that's it. And not to keep going on the Mets with this, but you got Joanna Cespedes, fragile player in his and his walk year. He's he could be your mostly DH. You could have Robinson Cano. Guys getting up there, he's a good hitter he can be your DH. So I think it'll be interesting. I know there are a lot of national league fans who are not, you know, all for that, but if this is the perfect season to try these types of things, um, and, and I, I know
1: we're about to get to the part that I really don't like, really don't like it. <laughs> I, I actually talked it with the, uh, the Mets guys yesterday. I, I, I was commenting on their show, yeah. uh, it's to put it in the book show on yeah. Wednesdays. I will give them a plug. Uh, they were good, good, good dudes. And, uh, any extra inning game will start with a man on second base. And if that guy scores, it's not an earned run for the pitcher. But, I mean, come on. This is Little League stuff, no? I mean, this is this is one step away. Even so then. This is one step away from a home run derby and extra innings to decide the winner. Or or, or, a, or a wiffle ball game <laughs> or something like that. I, I don't like this. This is the one thing I'm really not too thrilled with. Only because I hope it doesn't. Like, people are like, hey. We like this. We're going to keep this. That's what I'm afraid of. Well, what do you What do you think of this? If it's just for one year, for this special year, I'll get on board with it. Well, I got no choice to get on board with it. But if it's if this turns out to be a permanent thing, I don't think I can. I don't think I can handle it. To be honest.
0: <laughs> well, I think um, I think you should. I, I encourage all the fans to take a wait and see approach. See, see how it goes. We don't know. I'm. I know there are hockey purists who hate the shootout. And they were probably against it as soon as it was even a thought. And how do you, how do you hate a shootout? It's a little are, different. But, but no, little no. Little there, different. Are, there are. I, I'm not one of them. I'm a hockey fan, but I am. I would never say I'm a hockey purist by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. So I love the shootout. I, I love it too. It's exciting. Like there's never been a shootout where wow, this is boring. Their thing is like oh, it's a skills competition that is deciding a game. I I'm one who's against ties. I can't stand ties. It's one of my huge peeves about soccer. Don't want to get into soccer about this right now because I can't stand it. But I really despise ties. But uh, to go back to what uh, the issue being is, the runner on second base. So this is something that is in international league rules, right? So the World Baseball Classic, who I am a big advocate for, um, they have done that. They that's that's the rule. That's how it starts. They try to end the game faster. Um, in rec softball in one of the leagues I play in, you have that. Every extra inning starts with a runner on second base. So it's it's an interesting dynamic. What happens in baseball a lot though is you, you're gonna see something that we don't see a lot of anymore. That's bunting. A lot of times in a runner on second, think about it, you could have the leadoff guy bunt the guy over to third. You know, the opposing team will just normally walk the next two uh, hitters load up the bases and try to get out of it, uh, you know, with a double play or cut the runoff at third – at at um, at at third, at, uh, at home. So it, it, it's going to open up certain things that I think we're not used to seeing anymore. So that's one aspect, and I'm not saying bunting is exciting, but I'm not against it either. But that's probably – I mean, think about it. That's probably what you're going to see a lot of. If they yeah. can get the damn bunt down, then they're going to get the guy over to third. Obviously, the other team will force the hand, you know, load up the bases and, and take their chances then. Uh, but it's going to come down to execution, which is a lot of baseball purists rock. They're they're against the the current game because they say that there's no execution, there's no fundamentals. Well, extra inning games are going to require it now. So that are you, are you okay with it? I'm fine with it, and and I agree what with. What about you. permanently? Are you okay with it? Permanently, or are you okay with it for this year? Um, I'm I'm more in a sense of saying let's see how it plays out during the year. I'm not saying I'm wholeheartedly open arms, let's just keep this forever. I, I would like to see how it plays out. It might rub me the wrong way to see it in professional baseball as opposed to the tournaments that I'm talking about with the World Baseball Classic or obviously like Central Park, Rex Softball, whatever the hell. Obviously, it's not the same thing. But I, I think we wait and see because baseball can tr- try things like that this year. They can try some things they had on the table. They're getting a lot of crap from some fans that are like, oh, you need to modernize the game. Well, th- here you go. This is something they're trying. People, I see people constantly leave games after the nine innings or the 10 innings and stuff, and they, they leave early, which you know where I stand with that. I mean, it's only happened once in my life because I was puking my guts up in the fifth inning, and I had no choice but to go, but I don't believe in leaving games early, no matter, since 17, 18 inning games, whatever the hell it is. But you're not going to have that anymore. And guess what? If a game does go 18 innings, you're going to see scoring back and forth. You're going to see craziness going on. So I, I think I think there's something to be said there. I think you should check it out and see what happens.
1: All right. So let's get into now. I mean, that's pretty much the the, the gist of the thing. Uh, the schedule is going to be very interesting to see. Um, yeah. I can't wait to see how they're going to play the schedule out. I mean, are, you, are we going to play in three game series, five game? You know, we don't know what the hell is going to be going on with this now. It's going to be a very weird. <laughs> thing to see you're gonna have one day off maybe every 10 days or something like that so it's gonna be interesting and it is gonna test these guys now guys who well, hopefully some i mean i've been i've been following a lot of the yankees on on social media and they've been working garrett cole's been working chapman's been working all these guys are hopefully even i've seen some of a lot of the mets they've been working which is good yeah let's hope they're all working and again this is this goes for everybody Let's hope that everyone's healthy. This has to be the only benefit of this goddamn pandemic, and that is you should have a fundamentally full, healthy team going into this season, which is literally a month away now and uh, spring training a week away. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. What do you, what do you think the schedule's going to look like?
0: I would assume it's going to end up being three-game series like, you know, three-game, four-game series like we normally to have. I don't think you don't need travel days. Right for um, I mean for most part you can eliminate some travel days in there, um, so that that'll be an interesting aspect that will be different. Um, but uh, some of the other things that are I thought was kind of interesting was that there's going to be a trade deadline, so you're going to trade somebody, and uproot them and whatever in the middle of a pandemic in a sixty game season. Yeah. I, I thought that was just a little bit weird. Uh, so. Oh yeah, I see Raúl Velasquez Jr. (laughs) Yeah, it is only for this year, but you know, if it goes really well, they will probably adopt it moving forward. I think that goes the that goes for anything that we see during the season. Uh, So yeah, there will be a trade deadline on August thirty first. You're going to
1: have a lot of time to evaluate who you want and what you need, and it's going to be like it's going to that's going to be a crazy trade deadline. It's going to be nice. This just might be like oh, I've been waiting to get rid of this guy for a while. Bam! Let's just get rid of him now. That kind of thing. Well, let's try to move this. Let's try to move that. Yeah. Especially considering what—how many games they're going to have under their belt by that deadline?
0: Half, maybe. Uh, if that, I would say, yeah, probably close to. I mean, it's an August thirty-first trade deadline, so you're going to see probably close to a little over thirty games, probably or around thirty games. So, yeah, it's going to be halfway through. So that's going to be
1: crazy because I mean, can you really evaluate your team after thirty games? I mean, this year you're going to have to.
0: But I, I think can you no make guys, a, safe, a safe assumption after 30 games normally? No. No, I think the only guys you're really going to see move would be guys that are have expiring contracts perhaps because, uh, like you said, it would probably be a bit unfair to assess a guy over that time. Or if it's a guy who's been on your team for a while and you kind of know the deal, then, you know, you can move him. I thought another thing that's interesting is that they're going to open the season with a 30-man active roster. Uh, and it's going to be cut down to 28 players after two weeks and then 26 after four weeks. And the whole thing with the uh, taxi squad players on the road and one of the three the three players that are your taxi squad guys that you can kind of like, uh, I guess, would act as your minor leagues and you can call them up and send them down and things like that. And one of them has to be a catcher, which does make sense because you normally carry two catchers to begin with. Um, you know, the, the IL isn't changing. It's still gonna be the ten days, you know, sixty days are gonna be moved to forty-five. Uh, there's also gonna be a separate IL for players that um, you know, test positive for COVID nineteen. They'll be on there, there's an undisclosed amount of days that they can be on that version of the IL. Now now picture <laughs> I mean you, you can't even picture it. You got a guy who tests COVID
1: positive for COVID, there's a good chance the what? rest of the team is gonna what if
0: a whole team gets wiped out by COVID?
1: Well, I that, that's, how
0: have they even thought about that? Well, that's the that's the unknown factor with this, right? There, there's also no guarantee that a the season's even going to start, or b that they'll get to finish because you don't know what the heck is going to happen. So there's so much unknown on like a bunch of levels with this. So it's like, it's
1: like riding a roller coaster with the railing not all the way down. You don't know. You don't know what's going to happen. You might make <laughs> it, but you might not make it. Yeah, I mean, it's really going to be insane when you think about it. Like you said, you got crazy trade deadline. One guy gets COVID, the whole team might get it. Yeah. they I like, think all right. So you know, well, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna jinx any team. Right, no, I no, no. We'll, we'll, we'll yeah. say the Red Sox. One <laughs> guy gets, you know, gets the COVID. This, you know, ten guys got it. What do you do? You okay? Well, now you can bring up this this taxi squad plus more guys. Okay. Guess what? Now they got it. Yeah. So you just wipe them off to off you chalk them off the board. All right. Any any game against the Red Sox this year is now a wash. How do you? Like I said, this is going to be one of the most interesting
0: baseball seasons in history. It's going to be so bizarre. But man, I will, I will take it. I mean, whatever, I'm a diehard baseball fan. Whatever the heck you want to call. Man, I, I can't wait for it to start. So bring it on. Just bring on the baseball. Well,
1: you're, 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 I'll let everybody know you're a season ticket holder. You have been for many, many years. Yeah. Um, I don't get to go to as many games as you do, but I got the alert on my phone this morning, and I was so depressed by it because I had tickets for tonight's game. And I was like, God damn it, that is so depressing. I was like, I had tickets for – I should be at Yankee Stadium with you right now
0: watching that game. Oh, wait, tonight was what? I didn't even – no, tonight was tonight the uh, Marvel night? Was tonight Marvel night? Yeah, I think tonight
1: was Marvel night. Was Marvel night? Let me see. Where the hell did it go?
0: Um, uh, I probably had it in my but <laughs> well,
1: yeah, I got that alert this morning. I was like, You gotta be kidding me. That's just uh, depressing as hell.
0: Cause I know the tickets we had together. I know we had Marvel Night and we had we always get Marvel Night, we always get Star Wars Night one hundred percent. And then there always seems to be random games that we end up at together, uh, which it's just kind of like a text in the middle of the day, hey, you know, what are you doing after work? I'll be <laughs>
1: But yeah, well, Star, Wars and, Star Wars is a guarantee for me every year. And I'm, and I'm upset that I'm not getting my Mandalorian bobblehead. It's really upsetting me. I hope they move it to next year.
0: I mean, I'm guessing that that's the deal, that they're just going to move all the promos to next year and that's it. It was what? It was Gleyber Torres' Mandalorian, right? Gleyber Torres' Mandalorian. And oh, who was okay. Captain America this year? Mariana? Oh, it was, wasn't it Jeter? Oh, I thought it was Rivera this year. No, no, last time. The first time. Oh, last I time was, was Rivera. Was it I Jeter? I'm pretty sure it was Jeter, because he was going in the uh, Hall of Fame this year. Oh, I, I was actually not – I mean, whatever, we could even do a whole segment on promos if we wanted to, but, like, are they just going to have different people as Captain America? Why wouldn't you just make, like, a different character? <laughs> Who cares? They're all cool. I want <laughs> like to see Aaron Judge as the Hulk or something like that. Yes. yes. Yeah, that would uh, be or, cool. Or, or, like, Stanton as the Hulk and, like, Judge as Thor or, or some, something like that. I don't know.
1: But yeah, I, got, I got so depressed when that I, when I popped in my mind. That's the first thing I saw this morning when I woke up.
0: Uh, Tonight,
1: tickets. At, I, I think it was the Angels. I was like, oh, my God. I can't not even going. That's That just sucks. Yeah. makes yeah, a, man, a it's it's, pretty good trial too. It, you know what it is? It doesn't hit you until you see it. Until you see it. You're like, oh, yeah. But yeah. you, you're different. You you should have been going to, like, what, 20 games already. Probably, but man. man. Were more than that. More, I man. would have been on more than that, than
0: that. Plus, you do a road. You do at least a, at least one far trip. Yeah, this year. I mean, I I always go to the uh, Yankee games at City Field. That's number one. And I usually end up finding myself there. Well, I I did have two tickets actually based on a voucher. I was supposed to go in April with the Mets Braves game, and I was going to go to City Field to see the Astros because the Astros are going to be there for the first time. I was going to go there, and boo the shit out of them. Oh, and yeah. then we came within again in the Bronx in September. Um, but yeah, they it's it's. It sucks, man. It just—it—it it really, really, really does suck. Um, but trust me, there's a lot of nights where I'm like, man, this is a nice night for a ball game, a well, beautiful day to play baseball, and then no. But,
1: but you I mean, know what I'm me, I'm different. I'm like, ah, oh, no, it's a little hot. It's a little hot out right now. I hope.
0: Listen, I hope I, I Got to be I underneath. The heat heat. No, I don't want to hear you about the heat. You can just go <laughs> get your rags like you used to. Say, listen, I'm bringing rags to the game. We go. We, we freaking dump them in the cold water, and then we throw them on our heads.
1: Yeah, one, one future episode, we got to talk about our stupid rituals and things that oh, we did yeah, in the past yeah. and yes, the madness that occurred during playoff games and all that stuff. That, oh, that yeah. was some crazy crap that happened back in the day.
0: <laughs> now we're a little more civilized, kind of. A, a little bit. <laughs> hmm, depends. A little, a little bit. This has, been some, this has been some crazy stuff. And you know what? It's not on our in our,
1: our agenda, but I wanted to bring it up to you anyway because I don't want to say we're ducking it. I don't want to say anything else. But we all know the Yankees are now being accused of cheating also. I don't. I haven't listened to the details. I honestly haven't. It's not just because I'm like, oh, no, there's no way they did it. That's No, it's the Yankees. They don't do that. I'm not saying that at all. If they cheated, they're going to be punished. I'm okay with it. Yeah. But what are the details? Like, I, that's why I'm saying people keep saying the Yankees, cheat, Yankees cheated. How? Definitely not in the Astros level. No. I don't, I don't even know what the Red Sox did, to be honest with you. For them, they get punished. I don't even know what they did. I was like, "All right, whatever." They got punished. That's cool. But now it's like, you know, well, you ratted me out. I'm gonna rat you out. I have a letter. Here's my letter. Open the letter. I don't want to open the letter. Well, the letter says you cheated. I don't know what the hell's going on with this. Thing. You have you have more
0: details on this crap than I do. Um, the, the thing that I read, which the date is kind of like came and gone, so it, it seems like it's kind of just disappeared. Um, it was regarding the whole Apple Watch thing from from when the heck was it? Twenty. 16 or 15 or something like that, that the Yankees and Red Sox were both being accused of like using Apple watches to relay signs with a runner on second base and whatever the hell, which, I mean, honestly, they, they, it came out, they were both slapped on the wrist at the time and everyone moved on and no one gave a crap again. And apparently there was like a court document that was sealed. And then uh, they just said, well, you can go ahead and reopen it. I mean, that's it. You want to reopen it? I'll go ahead, and it's not going to tell you anything new. I well, mean, what do, you, what do you mean Apple Watch? Like, what are I they doing do with the watch? I don't, I don't understand. Like, that is
1: obvious. You watch any footage on YouTube or anywhere else; it is blatantly obvious what these idiots did for yeah. three years, no less, including a World Series win. That's completely different. I don't care. I'm even sticking up for the Red Sox right now. That's how insane yeah. I am about this. About this, this Astro thing. But yeah, I don't understand the at where they had watches
0: on in there. Yeah, there was like so there was possibly like possibly uh, signs. There was something. yeah. There's something with, with coaches and and everything relaying signs from anytime there was a runner on second base to like the hitter about what was going on. To ma- it, it was I, I didn't get into all the details past it, but again, it was a slap on the wrist at the time. It wasn't a big deal. The Astros thing is a completely other uh, other level. I think that. People with headline, you know, ran into headlines. And as soon as you throw the Yankees in there and cheating or anything, people are going to get all excited who hate them and everything. And they're going to get into crazy stuff. Um, I would probably credit um, John Boy, who's a, you know, who does his own Yankee podcast and everything like that. He's excellent. He actually uncovered a lot of stuff regarding the Astros cheating scandal, uh, a lot of video that he had wrote down. He's really good. Um, he even just laughed it off and was like, listen, this is nothing. Open up whatever you want. It doesn't matter. This is all old news and no one cared about it then. No one's gonna care about it now. So just because the document is sealed, you know who it's sealed, that you know, people are getting all excited. And plus that's what it is. People they're gonna want it. There are tons of Yankee haters out there who are gonna get all hyped up and hot and bothered about it and they wanna they wanna see the Yankees get pulled into this, but it's not. It's not nothing's gonna come up. And nothing like the Astros. Nothing like I couldn't even do anything close to the Astros.
1: The Astros actually evolved. Like, they evolved. Like, they went high-tech, banging drums. But that's the thing. Altuve had a buzzer on. I don't care what he says. He had one on. I mean, what what would they do this year if they didn't get caught? Imagine what they would do
0: this year if they didn't get caught. It would have escalated. Why would you stop? Why would you stop cheating? Why would you slow down? if you didn't get caught, I mean, come on. It's, it's just, it's silly. It's really, really silly. And yeah, the Astros, no, the Astros took it to a completely other level. There are even a lot of people who feel what the Astros did is even worse than like PEDs. which I can see the argument. I can kind of see the argument in a way though being made for that. Well, that's the same way with Pete
1: Rose. He bet on baseball. People find that more despicable than steroids too. Oh, he bet on baseball. All right, I get it. He might have bet on baseball. But did he bet on his own games?
0: I don't think he did. Well, that's the question. That's the question with Rose. Were you throwing games? Were you managing differently? And were you manipulating the game to benefit benefit yourself financially? That's the big question, which we'll never, ever know because he'll never, ever admit to that. The Astros thing was clear cut. It was clear cut and broken down. And no, I don't buy them cheating in 2017 and then suddenly they stopped in 18 and 19. That's a whole. That's a load of shit. So they did it. That was it. And if baseball investigated the, the Red Sox, and they only say they only did X, Y, and Z. Then, then so be it. But nothing was on the Astros. That I, don't was, even, I don't even know what they were accused
1: of. I was like, whatever. Guy resigned. Okay, see you. I don't care. Helps me. He'll probably be back in a
0: year. They'll probably <laughs> hire him back. I wouldn't be shocked.
1: You know what? And, and I'll tell you. That. I tell. I told those other guys in the Met show too. Well, they know too. They didn't want Beltran in the first place. Uh, that's probably the best thing that ever happened to them, getting rid of Beltran. I don't know. I well, I mean, we'll never know because dude, I hate Beltran. I always have.
0: I don't hate Beltran. I, I, hate
1: I, him. I hate him as a Yankee. I hated him as a as a Met, as a as a
0: Royal, as a Astro. I don't care what he was. I never. Uh, liked him again. I, I like I I like Carlos Beltran, and Carlos I'm sure Beltran. I, I watched the show. I'm not gonna say I watched the show yesterday because I only watched it very briefly, but. I know Mets fans have it in for him too, because I get the whole looking. Well, it's not that too, but I said you, now they got a guy
1: on the from the inside who everyone loves, instead of some dude from the outside who's going to bring controversy. And, and and you know, I just think it for them. It's I think it's it's a better
0: move. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. We'll see how the team performs. That'll ultimately decide you know whatever the heck happened. I and mean, Beltran probably won't get another managerial job in baseball again. Um, you know, you can connect with that if you want. But, yeah, I don't know. Listen, I, I, hope them, I hope them the best. I hope they're contending as well. I hope they're in it. You know, who knows? Maybe maybe we'll see them down the line in some big games. Maybe. Well, let's transition to another Yankee hater who
1: just seemed can't, can't get over it. Ken Griffey Jr. <laughs> I didn't get a chance to watch a documentary yet. I know you got to watch it. Um, but all these documentaries that have been coming out the last few weeks have been fantastic. And this is what we really needed. Um, We just brought it up last week. Did we talk about Griffey's swing? Yeah, we were. Griffey has one of the greatest swings ever. Yeah. And, you know, back in the day you hate the guy because he used to kill the Yankees. He did. So, you know, but you got to respect the hell out of the game and the way he played. Oh, yeah. But just because they hurt daddy's feelings once, he hates the Yankees, man, with a passion. And he came across saying if they were the whole team that offered me a contract, I'd just retire, this, that, and the other thing. So I, I didn't watch the I didn't watch the documentary. Is he
0: still bitter? Is he still saying the same stuff? Yeah, no, he's not backing down on any of that. I mean, and he he backed it up in, in at times, you know, especially in the 95 ALDS. He he killed the Yankees in that series. And my the first time when I hear Griffey's name, the first thing I think of is him rounding third and scoring that winning run. And it's why, for a very long time, I really, really couldn't stand him. And, But I respected the hell out of his game. I mean, that's, that's just silly It's to uh, pretend that's not a thing. And over time, I, I kind of looked at I look at him in a, in a light, and especially after watching that, and it kind of reaffirmed a lot of things. So we're like, man, this dude killed it. Like, he was certified Hall of Famer and clean. He did it the right way. You know, like, you can... Say what you want, Yankee killer. He hates the Yankees. He's got his stupid little thing because you know they didn't want him in the clubhouse and everything like that. And, you know, George said no one in the clubhouse. And I told him to keep it moving. But meanwhile, Craig Nettle's son was over there taking grounders at third base. Whatever. He he did it clean, man. He he did it clean in an error. He put up numbers just like Sosa, just like McGuire, just like you know Bonds and things. I'm not. T- Obviously, he didn't hit 700 home runs, but dude, the guy hit over 600 home runs and was hurt his last couple of years. So it's not like he was racking up, like, at the end. So if they, imagine if he would have stayed healthy. He could have been – he might be the all-time home run leader. Who knows? Also, I was going would 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 to say, would you, would you put him on the list
1: of what could have been?
0: Yes. Yeah. And, and, and as crazy as it sounds, he's on that list. And with the numbers he has – he has Hall of Fame numbers as it is. What could have been? Like Mantle too. Mantle's a guy who's on that what could have been list too. You know, again, another guy, Hall of Famer. You know, all time numbers, but they could have been that much better if he would have stayed healthy. And it just saw and his and Griffey's injuries were hustle injuries. You know, it's not like they were just like, oh, he, he's not exercising right, he's not keeping himself in good shape. No, he did, but you know, busting it out and like going balls to the wall like every single game for so many years it did wear on his body and it caught up to him and um i mean the whole dynamic with him and his father you know outside of the whole yankees stuff it, it is it would, that is pretty cool man to be able to you know play with your father in the major leagues and he's 20 years old and you know your father's there and if you get a chance back to back home runs and and in, in the documentary they're talking about which one who's had, who had the better home run like that's really cool. No, but that's really cool. I mean, I thought it was. I thought it was really cool that you know it's, it's like listen, Griffey's like no, Junior's like yeah, mine went further, so you know, fine. Uh, I I thought that was a really really cool aspect to it, and the fact there's there's also a thing where his father grounded him on the field. Wow. Yeah, like he, he the way they tell the story is that uh, senior was in left and you know Junior's in center, and he tells him you know Senior tells him before the game like listen man. I'm going to cover about three feet of ground. you got everything else. So it was a fly ball hit, like a routine fly ball, and, and seniors camped under it. And then Junior just, like, casually just, you know, walks by and snatches it. You know, and he, he runs in smiling, and he gets to the dugout, and he's like, you're grounded. And he took his car keys away. <laughs> That's really cool, man. That's, that, no one else can tell that kind of a story. All
1: right, so this, is a, this isn't one of the uh, 30 for 30s, or, or this is an MLB doc. Yeah,
0: it's my, it's my MLB Network. It's called right. Junior, and it's narrated by uh, Sterling K. Brown. Um, so he's it's 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 good. It's it's solid. I mean, I'm not gonna go crazy and say it was like the Last Dance or you know or something like that. But it was it was like on par with like Long Gone Summer and Deep Water and, and, and things like that. Um, and as someone who disliked him, you know, as a rival for so many years uh, watching that you kind of like it does solidify how you feel when you get older say man this guy was really freaking good man and and especially compared to the steroid guys where we all know the light you see mcguire and sosa and bonds in now and he's you can't accuse him of that at all so that's a ton of respect for for griffey
1: and one hell of an outfielder man
0: oh yeah 10 time gold glove winner
1: he jumped out he jumped out i no home run was ever a guarantee when he was out in that center field
0: no, especially that one here. I think it was the second year that he robbed that at the old stadium that he literally, I mean, you know, like they say, oh, he robbed the home run. But I always like to look at the angle to see if it would hit the top of the wall. Maybe. And I know he literally jumped and you could see the arm extend over the wall and bring it back. Yeah, that's, and, that's his famous robbery that they always show the highlights for. Yeah.
1: Smiling and all running with his hand up. He's I was. By the way, he
0: also robbed Mattingly in that commercial. Automatically hit it into <laughs> wherever the hell it was, whatever state it was. tracked it down. It always comes back to that.
1: Always comes back to that. That <laughs> was I was saying it was a heartbreaking year for us. Yeah. Ninety-five. We wanted. We wanted. We to die to win one.
0: That is still the worst, man. That was that. That's still the worst for me. And even watching it in documentary, it even pissed me off. Would would that be your do over? Yeah, that's. I mean, think about it though. That do over could have. Changed a lot of things. The Yankees go to the ALCS. Like, does Buck get fired after the year? Does that happen? Like, you know, Tino does Tino Martinez, do they still trade for him the next year? Does Lee still retire? It's crazy. crazy. It, there's, there's a lot. That, that one loss changed a lot of things. Yeah, because people always
1: think, oh, your do." let me guess, your do-over would be 2004. No. My personal do-over would be 2001, only because, you know, 9-11, what happened in the, with that year, and the fact that I hate Kurt Schilling with a passion, uh, that's the year I really wanted 2001. I wanted 2001 real bad. And if I could do a do over, it'd be 2001. Just basically, like I said, first of all, they, you know, Schilling. Yeah. You know, what, they, you know what? They didn't beat us in Yankee Stadium that year. I don't care. So that's fine. You know, he's bitching about the ghosts and all that stuff. You didn't beat us that year in the stadium. So, ha. And then, then you know, 9 11 was, 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 you know, there was a bad thing going on. And then, of course, they beat freaking Rivera in the ninth. You don't. You don't ever want to see that. One. One of the Bullshit. hiccups in the in yeah. the dude's career. Yeah. But you take away that one hiccup. Forget it. It's ridiculous.
0: Yeah. I. I, I for me, ninety-five is the do-over. Two thousand one is probably the second. The the old four ALCS. I, I don't know. It's just. It's it, it's yeah, It's bad. Obviously. I mean, you know, you have a three-game lead, and you you know you cough up four straight, and in the weird ways, it was happening one after another. Uh, and then in Game 7, though, they just kind of – I mean, the Red Sox handed it to them. They just blew them out like – they blew the doors off, like, from first inning on. That, that's why if, if Game 7 maybe was, like, in heartbreaking fashion, then maybe I would feel a little bit differently. But I maybe. also – that yeah, if I'm being honest, I think that Yankee team was flawed. They had no pitching. They had no starting pitching. Like, then Mike Messina, and that was about it. Like, Alduke Duque wasn't even the same at that point. He had, like, John Lieber. And Javier Vasquez and Kevin Brown, that is that a World Series championship, you know, start? No, it's not. They have Rivera to, like, bail them out and, you know, friggin' Tom Gordon said, Oh, God. Oh, and don't Ed, let's, let's. We don't <laughs> have you know, Tom Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, any more
1: baseball news? I think that's pretty much wrapped up for the week. But next week, we get to talk about spring training.
0: Spring training, maybe a schedule, you know. Oh, schedule,
1: yes, yeah, schedule should be next also, which is going to be no, very exciting. We're not
0: going to get a magnetic version of it. That sucks. There's no magnetic, magnetic schedule this year. No
1: calendar day, no magnetic schedule. Oh no, man, It sucks. It See,
0: sucks. They should just send us our bobbleheads in the mail. Listen, if I got if the if the Yankees mailed me a magnetic schedule, I would <laughs> I would film if it happens. I will film myself doing cartwheels in the middle <laughs> of the street in front of my house. How many years has it been now? You got a magnetic schedule. Kind of thing. I don't even remember the last time I didn't get one. It was probably sometime in the nineties, sometime in the nineties and probably early nineties.
1: You can tell your kids someday that damn COVID ruined my magnetic schedule streak, my calendar streak. Yeah. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> All right. So next week, hopefully schedule, hopefully uh, more baseball talk. But right yeah. now, so due to the clever cleverness of our name, well, we didn't really do it. The Red Sox started, but I appreciate it very much. And I know Ed, Ed has been dying to do this. Wait, I got to do this too now. Wait.
0: Oh, there it is. I'm, I'm, I'm going over the top. Oh, wait, but no, no. But I have my 40th anniversary of Empire T-shirt. That's fine. That's fine. Oh, That's,
1: right That's a good shirt. I like that shirt. It's, it's really good. <laughs> Speaking of which, are we going to go see that if it opens? Are we going to do this? We get some masks going and just sitting there. I'm definitely going if it's if it masks. I don't care. I'll wear a, I'll wear a full oxygen mask if I have to to go see Empire in
0: 4K. Yeah, but, yeah, we're we both know we're suckers. We're going to do it.
1: <laughs> All right, so <clears throat> our personal Star Wars movie rankings might be a little different. Might be very same. Um, are we
0: going to go backwards? I guess we're going to go backwards. I think we go backwards because it seems that we, uh, I don't think, I don't recall us planning it, but that seems to be how our rankings have gone. So we start from lowest. Yeah. All right. So you know what? You can go first. (laughs) You, You start with your, your, your least favorite. Okay. My least favorite is Attack of the Clones. Episode two. It's, it's really rough, man. It's, it is pretty friggin' boring Hayden Christensen's really tough in a lot of. I mean, the next, you know, whatever. He's he's pretty bad. Um, I mean, the fight at the end is pretty cool. When We get to see Yoda do backflips and whatever the hell else he did, and fighting like, excuse me, uh, Count Dooku. That's my by far my favorite part of the movie. And when Anakin talks about how he, you know, it's like no, not just the children. You know, I was like, you know, like he just he just slaughtered that whole like dodge, which was nuts. You started seeing like him really getting dark there. Um, those are my positives about the movie. That's pretty much all I've got to say about Attack of the Clones. That's good. I mean, it was in focus. <laughs> See what? Well, well, keep in mind too, everybody
1: who doesn't know, I I still love all these movies. It's just a matter of level of
0: love. All right, let me. I'm sorry. Let me let me backtrack because I know I, I rag pretty pretty bad on that. I watch all. I'm not. Tim is the Star Wars fan, like that. I know that I would challenge someone to possibly find a bigger one. I do enjoy the movies. I've seen even Attack of the Clones. I have seen probably over five times, very easily. So, I, if it was on right now, I'd, I'd start watching it. So don't get me wrong. There 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 is some levels of love to it, but on the standard that Star Wars has created.
1: It's not yeah. Well,
0: I agree with you on this one. The
1: Attack of the Clones is also my least favorite movie. Um, my issues with it is is yeah is the love is the love parts. It's terrible writing. It's,
0: it's terrible. creepy. It's just creepy too, by the way. It, it, it's, it's super
1: creepy. It's just a little yeah. It's terrible. You know what? I Hayden Christensen. I think gets a lot of crap for for episode two. Uh, Lucas says that's what he wanted from him. He told him to do that. I don't buy that fully. I'm not going to jump on that bandwagon either. But he had his moments. Like you said, he had his moments with the – after killing the Sand People. That was a good moment for him. Yes. That was a a good – you felt that. Yeah. That's probably one of my favorite things in the whole movie. But like you said, as far – I don't like the timing, the pace. I know that sounds weird, but –
0: Well, Tim, we we can both speak on this because we we both did – I mean, full disclosure: we both did learn some film in school. We took yeah. film classes and things like that. So, well, humorously, I think what the whole episode two was: um,
1: Obi Wan tells Mace Windu and Yoda he found the, the bounty hunter Jango Fett. Go bring, go. They say, go bring him to me. Okay. Then they cut to Anakin and Padme having dinner. Then they have the creepy sex talk. Then he has the nightmare. Then he wakes up and goes, says, "I have to go to my, rescue my mother." Then Obi Wan shows up on the platform to get Jango Fett. It's like, what? They just had a whole day of activities, and it took Obi Wan that long to get from the top floor to the bottom floor, or whatever it was. See that that kind of pacing thing drove me nuts, and I, it sticks to me all the time. I can't get that in my head. But the ending, the whole battle, the Geonosis battle, was phenomenal, and I'll well, always love really that. Cool. From some cool. of the best light lightsaber battles you're gonna see. Um, hundreds of Jedi just fighting. Hopefully we're getting that in these new films, yeah. the old public films. I hope they're going to do the Jedi versus Sith War because that's what I want to see again. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, episode two is also my least favorite. So you can go to your next one.
0: We're, we're probably – I think we're close on this one. But, I mean, episode one, you know, Phantom Menace, another one where I think it just drags on and that pod race feels like it. I mean, I, you probably know the exact runtime of the pod race. It feels like it's like half the movie to me. It feels like it goes on forever, um, and, it's, and it's even longer on home video. It's it's a lot. It, it's, they added they added like a whole lap. Yeah, there's no it's more. No, you you can make it worse. Yeah, Honest, I, mean, I will say the Pod Race did give us a really cool N64 game. I did really enjoy the, the Pod Racing N64 game. By the way, that's free right now on PS4 and stuff. Really, you can download it for free. Yeah. Oh, I am all about that. I am definitely. <laughs> definitely. I yeah, have downloaded it been free. I have the Spider-Man game, which I have not finished, but I will download the Pod Racing game. I promise. <laughs> yeah, it's on there right now. I can actually play. Like, I'll get Angie to play like the whole Pod Racing thing or whatever. Um, yeah. Good. I, that was part of it. I mean, the kid that's Anakin is. Uh, I mean, he's written really bad. I mean, it, and I get it. They were trying to make it for kids, and I'm not. I'm not saying that I. am not aware of that, but the kid's a bit rough too. And I mean, it's the introduction of Jar Jar Binks, who is just. He he is a lot to take in in, the, in these movies. He really is, and he's like front and center. I feel like in in, uh, in Phantom Menace, um, but though there is Duel of the Fates, which is awesome, there is the whole battle you know with uh, Obi Wan and Qui Gon and and uh, Darth Maul, which is pretty friggin' epic. That by far is the highlight of that movie for me. Um, I think a lot of it is, again, I, and, and Darth Maul is really cool. And I know that in the cartoons and stuff and everything else, he gets a lot more shine in that. But in that movie, he looks really cool. But, like, outside of that fight, doesn't really get too much uh, screen time. So I, I don't want to hear, like, this the, the political talk inside the Trade Federation all this other crap, it, it drags on quite a bit. So, yeah, Phantom Menace is, is definitely my second to last.
1: Oh, shockingly enough, it's not my second. My second to last is solo, a Star Wars story. Okay. Strictly because of all the controversy surrounding the movie. where they pulled uh Leon Miller. Um, right, Leon Miller? Miller? Lord and Miller. Lord and Miller, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um and Ron Howard had to come in and put the pieces together. It's it still feels like an unfinished movie to me. Again, I still love it, but I find myself... That's the the one I've watched the least. And it's a little slow at times. It's a little draggy at times. I do like Lando. I do like... um, Spoiler alert, movies have been out for a long time. I do like the Darth Maul reveal at the end. Yes. Um, um, But yeah, I don't know. I said it feels unfinished to me. And it feels like Ron Howard. I think Ron Howard did a good job with what he had. But I, I think if he had a little more time, it would have been a much better movie. So that's my next least favorite.
0: Um, well, you cover a lot of it my my next is solo. I, you kind of figure those are probably I, I mean we'll see where you go next. Um, but solo is is my third um, i I think it's fun though I I've, and it is the one I've seen the least ironically as well. I think I've seen it twice started in the theaters and then I saw it again you know when I first got it for um, on Blu-ray. Um, I think it's a fun movie. I Lando's pretty great. Um, and I'm sorry that, I'm, that the kid who plays uh, Han is escaping me right now, but I thought he was solid. I, I thought he was actually pretty cool. Uh, he, didn't, he, didn't, he didn't hide it right? hide What was his name? I forgot his name too. I, I, I forgot it. I mean, I don't want to butcher it, right? You know, whatever, yeah. I don't want to uh, butcher it either. <laughs> I, I, thought, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. It is cheesy the way he, you know he gets the name Solo.
1: I I hated, that, was, I, hated that. I hated that with a passion.
0: Super, yeah, it's super cheesy. Uh you could have did better than that. Um you're know, although- you, someone like me though, who followed the
1: legend's background. So Han Solo had a huge his family is actually very famous. They're very famous from that planet. They're very famous shipbuilders. Uh his uncle was was actually a villain in one of the books. You oh, know, wow. it's like I said so. All of a sudden now he's an orphan who an imperial officer gives his name to. I was like, oh, come on, really? You, you're going yeah. to pull
0: that crap? So that, <laughs> yeah, that, that bugged me. Yeah, no, it, it is cheesy. And then the second time I saw it, like, I, I cringed when I knew that was coming. Um, so, but, I don't know, overall, I had fun with it, you know, for what it was. And, yeah, Ron Howard having to pick up the pieces after Lord and Miller is a tough task. Uh, you know, we didn't. A whole lot of the time you can get into maybe how um, Josh Whedon felt about that when he picked up Justice League. Yeah. Um, but this was like a whole other story here. Um, the reshoots were needed, apparently, this time around. Um, they said Lord of Miller turned it into a slapstick comedy, which, yeah, I which I didn't want to see either. No, which I didn't. I like Lord of Miller's other movies. Like I love Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, and I love the Lego movies. And I, I love the two Jump Street movies. I mean, I really love the two Jump Street movies. Um, so it was just kind of weird that they would have like totally dropped the ball on that. Like they couldn't get out of their comfort zone for it. I don't know. Um, that should be, There should be a documentary on that one day about the whole Lord and Miller and Solo thing. That would be phenomenal. Um, but yeah, that, that's where Solo lands for me. I think it's a fun movie. It's nothing great. It's better than a couple of others. If it was on right now, again, I, I, I would check it out it is what it is.
1: All right, my next least is The Last Jedi. For why I will give you one simple reason why. Now that The Rise of Skywalker came out, the movie doesn't fit. It just doesn't fit anymore. They, they kind of JJ kind of came out with The Rise of Skywalker and said, "Nope. Nope. Nope. All the things you, he that uh, what's his name? I always get his name. Turned out Ryan Johnson did. Yeah. He kind of just pooped on whether it was on purpose, whether
0: it wasn't on purpose, I don't know. I don't know. You I don't know. That that all back. the things he set up, though. What? All the things that Ryan Johnson set up in Last year, I like, think were? I mean, there was the Force dyad thing, which got weird, but the way that they I don't know if the Emperor was supposed to be the bad guy. I don't know about. I don't so know. Let me save point. that for Rise of Skywalker because I know we're both getting to that shortly. But no, but I I don't know. I see there are certain connections. I think. With Last Jedi, that well, whatever. I'm sorry. You go ahead. you yeah, you're it's fine. fine. We're, we're both at the same spot essentially. So
1: yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. I mean, again, I don't dislike the movie. Not like everyone else. Everyone else despised it. Yeah. Um, my one. You're gonna hear me say this many, many times. My one problem with the sequel trilogy is I think we were robbed of several moments that every Star Wars fan wanted. Ah, uh, one was the the big three together on the screen at the same time. Two is Luke being the biggest badass in the galaxy. That was what I wanted the most. I wanted that more than anything, and I was never a Luke guy. Oh, I'm an I'm an Imperial guy. I always have been since I was a kid. I'm an Empire guy. Um, uh, but I wanted to see it. I wanted to see. I wanted people to fear Luke Skywalker. And we just never got it. So the, the sequel trilogy is kind of you know. I take it for I take it, but ah, eh, I don't know. And last Jedi resonated least with me. Okay. Um, I do love the Emperor, not the Emperor, the Smoke Throne Room battle. That's one of the greatest sets I've ever seen in my life. Pretty badass. One of the greatest sets I ever saw. The red with the yeah. guards, and then the, these two fight. And it's, it's like they didn't want, they didn't know what to do with with Kylo Ren with Ben Solo. Like, what are what are you doing with the guy? Is he good? Is he bad? Is he not? He's killing this guy. I don't know. It, it was a little discombobulated for me. But yeah, and, and Leia doing the whole Superwoman thing. Didn't bother me as much as everyone else did. I guess it's more cringeworthy, because so you know she was already dead at that point. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. She's supposed to be just as powerful as Lucas at some point, so why can't she pull these Superman schemes out of her ass once in a while?
0: Yeah, so. It's interesting. You went with Supergirl. Lad. We've always heard Mary Poppins. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. She floats back and everything. Yeah, because yeah, of the umbrella thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, what's your next one? I mean, my next is the Last Jedi. So ironically, I think we're probably going to get kind of close at times with this. Um, I, I don't know. I rewatched it again recently. There's, there's a lot of things I like about it. Um, because of our conversations and you telling me about how crazy, powerful Luke got and, like, taking down Star Destroyers and everything like that, we never got that on screen. Um, maybe there's hints of it in that little section where all those cannons and, like, Kylo Ren's pretty much telling him to, like, throw the kitchen sink and then the house, and then like the neighborhood at them about him and everything, and then he just kind of does the, you know, dirt off the shoulder move. Um, so
1: he should have been there. That was again. We got we got another. It's another robbery. It he should he should have physically it. have been there. If he would have been physically there and pulled
0: that off, so, hold, that, on, so hold on, but Tim, you that, were, would you have accepted him physically being there, and then all those shots don't kill him, and all that? doesn't hurt him. He just does kind of like the move. Would you? Yeah, I would accept it. that.
1: That would have proven how badass he really was and how badass he became. You know, and then he, I think him and Kylo should have had a, a fight where, to where Kylo had no shot and he tells him, dude, I'll kill you like this, uh, but I'm not going to because I believe, you know, I believe in you this and that and then something else could have happened. I don't think, I don't think they should have killed Luke off in that one. I think Luke should have died in the next one or not kill him at all. Why do you have to kill him? Yeah. No offense to Mark Hamill. I love you, Mark Hamill. But you're not doing anything. You could go more. You could do more movies down the line. Harrison Ford won't, and Carrie Fisher obviously can't. But Mark Hamill could come back in five years and play Luke
0: Skywalker again. So, again, that's more robbery in my eyes. I, I can't. I listen, since you know you, you know I have so much knowledge of the extended universe and everything like that, I can't deny any of that. I just think as as the as the movie Last Jedi, I thought it was fine. I'm not a huge fan of it. I'm not, I don't hate it. I think it's okay. I can watch it and still be entertained and still enjoy it. There are things I like about it. Um, but that's that's next up for me. Um, yeah, it would be Last Jedi. Uh, so where are we at? One, two.
1: So I go next, right?
0: Yeah. So we've named four already. So we're up to. Ranked number seven on our list. See, this is this is where I flip flop. kind uh-huh. of. I kind of flip kind of flop here. This is where it's, this is where it's going to get
1: interesting. But I, I'm going to I'm going to throw Rise of Walker in here, okay? I, I mean, I haven't said Phantom Menace yet. I know you're shocked. I'm. <laughs> I can't wait to hear where that where it comes in now. Phantom Menace is next. I'll just tell you, he's that's. Next. I'm going to move to the edge of my seat. That's how i like interested <laughs> at right now. No, like Everything we just said about Rise of Skywalker, too. Rise of Skywalker felt very rushed and very fan-serviced, which on some parts I didn't mind. I am a massive Emperor Palpatine fan. I know my name disappeared because of the because of the movie ranking thing, but yeah. So having him back, was one was like, really? But on the other hand, it was like, dude, it's the Emperor. I love that guy. I like him more than Darth Vader. I'm going to be completely honest with you.
0: He, wow!
1: He's Darth Vader's boss! He's better than
0: Darth Vader! Wow! I, I can't do. believe you said it. No, I'm, I I'm, I'm actually not shocked, because I know you. I'm not shocked. You have a robe and everything. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> why would you be Darth Vader when you can be his boss, who he worships? Come on. Darth Vader is one of the coolest-looking characters in the history. Oh, so. I'm saying he's not cool. Oh, no, I'm not shitting on Vader, believe me. No, I know he wouldn't. But yeah, Ryder right, Skywalker has, uh, I mean, some people said it had no memorable moments whatsoever, which I disagree with. I think, but it had a lot of... Kylo Ren chasing this chick around for, for the whole movie, having instead of having one epic fight, they have three mini fights, four mini fights, whatever it is. Uh, it's like all right, whatever. And the end, I don't think was really that. Didn't have that Star Wars ah like that that feel, that that when you walk out of there, you were like, yes, that was a freaking Star Wars movie. I thought the ending was very underwhelming. Um, other than that, what was the coolest parts of that movie? Oh, well, they said no memorable parts. Someone said that. I was like, What are you talking about? No memorable. He called Han Solo dad for the first time, yeah. And then Han Solo said, I know, I mean, come on,
0: yeah. That's dude, tear every time, tear yeah, every single time. Good, next one. <laughs> um, I mean, you must have loved the emperor like when he gets out of his chair and he's just like taking down like lightning going into like infinite. Places and I wanted to know who
1: those, who all his worshippers were. Were they just normal people? Were they just people who worship Sith? Were they actually force users? We never got those answers. I um, I, I ain't got any busted in the books anymore to go check this out. I, I need like a Cliff's Notes huh. part of it to give me the answers to all these questions. So they, they left. JJ gave us the fan service and he gave us a quick movie, but for someone like me, he didn't give me the answers I was looking for. So that's why it's ranked a little lower, actually lower than Phantom Menace.
0: which I said you're going to be shocked. At. I I'm still I'm like flabbergasted by that. Go ahead. What's your next? Because no, Phantom my, Menace is next. So go ahead. My next is Rise of Skywalker, which is funny because we're kind of around the same like so far. Um, I, yeah, I, I think well, not just for fans like you know such as yourself. I mean fans like or on my level or lesser or whatever. There are a lot of things that are unanswered you have to draw your own conclusions to a lot of things which is never a great sign of storytelling in film um i i, I think that there there are a lot of like smi- moments that make me smile during rise of skywalker which i did watch somewhat recently um i think again it's another it's a fun movie i enjoyed it more than uh, last jedi i thought it was more of an, a, a fun way um now, I don't mean that as like a knock at all. I just watch the movie and it doesn't seem like it slows down. And it's very fast paced. Um, but there there are a lot of cool things. And there is a, some retconning from or course correction from Last Jedi, which I do agree that there's some. But I think that there are some things from Last Jedi that are continued from there. Um, yeah, the mask thing, Kylo Ren putting the, together the mask thing, I thought was a quick like, yeah, no, you need some masks. I, see I like you. his mask better. I think we agreed on that. We like his mask with the red. Oh yeah, I have that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I have that on my hat. I should have switched to my. I have, a, I have a hat with that, which is deceiving because it's Kylo Ren with, with the Sith troopers that he never ever is in the same place. It seems like as any of them. Yeah, I got that. So, yeah, yeah, that's like the front of my hat, the one, the one that I got. Um, but, yeah, there, there's a lot of cool moments in it. There's a lot of – it is fast-paced, maybe too fast-paced. Uh, the connections to, you know, when Lando shows up with all the ships out of completely out of nowhere and pulls them out of his ass, a lot of people well, – and, to- and, again, more wasted time. You brought Wedge back.
1: Yes. And Wedge is the gunner on the Millennium Falcon? No. no. Wedge is one of the best pilots in the galaxy. You give him his own X-Wing. You yeah. give him something to fly, and you give him a little bigger part. You gotta yeah. give him a But again, memorable moment. Chewie reacting to Leia's death. That was huge. And Chewie getting the medal, Han's medal, at the end, after getting denied for 30 years, 40 years in the <laughs> original movie, not getting a goddamn medal.
0: Super fan service, but it, I think care yeah, one bit. I was I was all good with it. Yeah, so, I was all good with that too. Yeah, but that whole thing when, when Lando shows up with all the ships, obviously draws comparisons because we're both big MCU Marvel MCU fans, you know. It draws uh, comparisons to, you know, the portal scene. In, in yeah, Avengers. it wasn't the big circles. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I can. I understand the comparisons to it, especially in the, since they came out in the same year. Obviously, Endgame, you'd agree, Endgame did it a lot better and it was more impactful because they built up to that moment. Like, there was so much crushing thing seeing all those characters disappear in Infinity War a year ago. So seeing them come back, it, it just... It, it was showing you the way to do it and the way not to do it, or the rushed version and the built-up version, the earned version of it. Um, but I, there's a lot of things that you draw your own conclusions. I would have also liked to know who the heck those people were that were chanting in the uh, in, in um, Exicle and everything. I thought that they were just like Sith, Sith um, worshippers and things like that. Why they were just would they standing there waiting for this fight to happen all day? I, I don't know. I don't know what they're daily routine looks like thousands of people just living on this shitty planet building ships
1: for 40 years that's all they had to do they were you think we're bored in quarantine imagine what they have to do on a daily basis they're they're adding and again the whole i mean it makes sense as far as technology advancements yes you know the whole death star laser on the on every single ship was like and the and the little sensor was the mcguffin you got oh we gotta knock that sensor out All right, you got to give Finn something to do because Finn actually sucks. We got to give him something to do. All right, Finn, go on your little horse and go knock this out. But Poe, I thought had a great, finally had a great role. Yeah, Finn, I'm not a Finn guy. I think he was a wasted character in in the three movies, personally.
0: But do you agree that they probably he had a lot more potential because it was actually a guy who was a stormtrooper. When we meet him in Force Awakens, he's a stormtrooper who has like a personality. Oh, I think he I think he has I think he's force sensitive. I I think that's what he was gonna tell Ray
1: when they were sinking into that pit. He wasn't gonna tell her I love her, like everyone thought he was. He no. was gonna tell her I, I can feel the force. And I think that was pretty obvious, especially towards the end of the movie with the other girl.
0: Yeah. So yeah, but. there's a lot of things that are hinted at that are not followed up. There's a lot of things of convenience, which I do agree. Um when they go ahead and they, you know, they crash land and they happen to be in the same exact spot where, uh, what the heck is the guy's name? Where, where? Well, yeah, no, uh, what, what the heck's the, the guy's name? Who's in? The, um, where they land in the, in the quicksand and everything, and it just happens to be right where his ship is. Right, yeah, yeah, it, It's a, it is a lot of convenient things that happen in that movie, but whatever. I can let that go because it's a movie. But yeah, why did Poe crash the ship? Why did he put the landing gear down? Why I, do you feel necessary to crash the Falcon? It's just those little things. Those little things. Like, what? I think Rise of Skywalker is probably the movie on this list that raises the most questions. Which is not good, considering it's the, it's the final installment of a trilogy.
1: Yeah. It's going to be raising. It should be answering.
0: Yeah. So. I think we, we get to the end and, and, and give an overall synopsis of this. I think we'll, we'll get back to the, the sequel trilogy. All right. So, so finally, what, finally my, my next movie. Uh, is the
1: Phantom Menace?
0: Oh my! Oh my!
1: Now, I know. I know it's ranked high. It is ranked high, and I understand. Oh I understand people's problems with it. I understand all your problems with it. I understand all your issues. I have the same issues. <sighs> I think for me, it's more the romantic, the, rom- the romantic side of it. It was the it was the whole 16 years between movies, but also, again, Darth Maul, one of my favorite villains. That end fight, ridiculous. Still, my probably my favorite lightsaber battle. In all the movies. Um, Ewan McGregor, fantastic. Clean Meeson, fantastic. Um, and again, the the, the 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 Emperor, the first time you get to see him. Well, I actually get to see him as Darth Sidious, not realizing he's uh, also Senator Palpatine. Um, but I don't know. I loved seeing the galaxy before the Empire, which is why I didn't mind. Like, I like seeing the bars. I like seeing the Senate. I like seeing Coruscant. I like seeing all that stuff. Does it get slow? Oh, it gets slow, all right. I, and believe me, I, I don't sit there and be like, "This is this is an entertainment right here." No, it gets <laughs> slow. Even even, I'll, even I hit the fast forward on the Blu Ray sometimes. It's like I, I gotta I gotta get through this one part. But yeah, for some reason, I don't know. I, I don't mind the Senate thing. I don't mind all that stuff because I like seeing the galaxy the way it was. I like understanding what what the Empire did. And you got to remember, too, the Empire didn't really change anything until right before, actually right before Rogue One. And right, right in, between, in between like that Rogue One ending and that Star Wars beginning, What I don't care if it's 10 minutes, they changed the entire galaxy up to then. So that's why I like seeing the galaxy the way it was. But like I said, yeah, because they saw the Senate, all that stuff. I don't know. I, I personally like it. And like I said, Darth Maul is a badass uh, I'm glad they didn't kill him off, even though they did kill him off. But they didn't kill him off, <laughs> so that's why I like that movie.
0: Would you like Darth Maul as much if you didn't have all these other stories? If it was only Episode One? Yeah, I think I would. Besides, I, I, I,
1: just the double lights. Plus, they got a real guy, a real martial artist to play the part. Yeah. If it was just something, you know, we got we got a, if it was uh, this idiot from Last Jedi, who I don't like, um. My, my All the names are slipping past me today. Who played the, 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 the burglar? Oh, uh, Benicio Del Toro. Yeah. He was supposed to be Darth Maul. Really? Him, I, I would have hated. hated it. I would have hated it. I would have hated him as Darth Maul. I don't want him to be Darth Maul. I, I like the fact that they got a martial artist, a skilled martial artist, and they even overdubbed his voice because he has a squeaky little British voice. Yeah. They overdubbed his voice. That's what made Darth Maul
0: awesome. Not Benicio Del Toro. I can't believe Benicio. I did not know that until right the second. I've never heard that before. And he turned—he he either turned it down for something else,
1: or something, he didn't want to do a part that small, something like that, something weird. Which is the whole why he ended up in the Last Jedi.
0: That is such a strange. I mean, is that stranger than Sebastian Stallone being Axel Foley? Oh well, Beverly Hills Cop is a complete, <laughs> complete, complete different movie. That. Um. <laughs> All right, um so next on my list is, list is Episode 3 Revenge of the Sith. For me it's by far, and I, I mean I'm sure you'll agree it is by far the best of the prequel trilogy. Um I mean we get to see Anakin fully fully turn uh you know all the things we you know he I mean the guy slaughters Jedi and children in a room. It gets pretty dark at times. Um and it's, Hayden Christensen is a hundred times better in this than it was in Attack of the Clones. Um, yeah, we get—I mean, we get to see uh, Emperor, you know, the Emperor and Yoda face off. You know, Yoda fighting is a big—I'm a big fan of that. I, I do like to see that. So that's a great fight, and obviously Obi Wan and and Anakin facing off, um, you know, and then it gave us the high ground, you know, which. <laughs> Once you have that, apparently you're unstoppable. One of the greatest (laughs) memes ever. Yes, Um, I try to find. I try to have the gain the high ground in everything that I that I do. The robot Um, chicken thing is the best.
1: High ground. He just goes, high ground. Obi Wan just walking (laughs) high ground? That's how you can't beat him.
0: Can't beat him because of that. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean, I I I just I saw it. It was on TNT recently, and I even got chills when you first hear Raider. You know, breathing for the first time and everything like that. I don't like the no. No, nobody likes that. No, that's that's bad news. But overall, it's it's really it's an entertaining movie. It's it's solid. So that's where I'm at with *Revenge of the Sith*. Yeah. Uh,
1: next for me is *Force Awakens*. Easily my favorite of the three Disney movies. Um, I like it a lot actually, and I've actually grown to like it a lot more. Like as it goes on, um. I can't, I said I can't romantically, like I, I use that word romantically, I can't romantically put it ahead of the original six, except for, uh, oh yeah, I did, I, I put it against two of them. But yeah, Sith and, and the original trilogy, I can't put it past there, obviously. But uh, yeah, Force Awakens, I really like. I, I, I thought this. I thought the potential after that movie was through the roof. I, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the story. I even, again, I didn't like the fact that Han and Leia were split up. Because again, in my in my Legends books, they were married happily, a lot of kids. I named my kid after one of those kids. Um, I just thought it was a great movie. I really did. I thought, it was, I thought it was a great way to pick up the trilogy. I wasn't. Ha- again, this is my face is my one thing. I'm, I always say this a long time. I enjoyed the movies. I don't like the overall story. Again, we got robbed of Luke. We got robbed of Jedi. It was kind of like. Was it a Star Wars remake? I guess if you want to look at it like that. Sure, big weapon, big laser, giant laser. You gotta go kill it. Okay,
0: fine, but I still enjoyed it very much. Um, I I'll I'll agree on a lot of those points because *Force Awakens* is next on my list. Um, I remember the the build up to that. I it's one it's one of the most exciting, like, and that's one of the movies I've anticipated the most like in my life. I don't know what it was with that. Maybe it's just a long Star Wars thing. And it kind of, the look of it in the trailers had the look of the original trilogy, which is something we didn't get with the prequel trilogy. I remember, like, my heart was, like, racing that entire day at work leading up to going to see that. Um, yeah, does it have some similarities to A New Hope? Sure, whatever. But we got to meet a lot of cool new characters and everything like that. Movie plays well. Um, introduces the Kylo Ren which for me is my favorite character of the sequel trilogy I think he's a fascinating character um so I mean you, you touched on a lot of the points in that but you know Force Awakens did set up so many so much potential and I think that that's where things were going well with the sequel trilogy and then it exposed itself over the next two movies for not planning things out from the beginning like no one sat down you know, there were, Kathleen Kennedy did not – she was not the Kevin Feige of their, of the Star Wars franchise and did not say, hey, listen, X, Y, and Z is going to happen through these movies. It looked like that's where it was going. You had your directors lined up. You had everything lined up. And then you completely ch- changed course, and we kind of got what we got. Yeah. I, I don't hate it, but we, it, there, there could have been a lot more to it.
1: I agree. I agree with all that. What do we got? Top three now, top five? What are we at?
0: Uh we are at four. We are in the f- in the top four now. The top
1: four. Oh, we um, maybe we switch.
0: I-, I have four left.
1: Oh, so I have five left.
0: Yes. All okay. right. I think um, we switched. You went first at one point. But
1: and is a kind of a flip flopper, too. But actually, I'm gonna put Revenge of the Sith. Just. I-, I kind of flip flop every once in a while. But depends on what day of the week. The only two that never change are the top two for me. Depending on what day of the week, the top two never change. But um, yeah, I'm gonna put the Revenge of the Sith here for now. Um, this week. (laughs) All (laughs) the things you said, yeah. I I thought you know, it it, um a lot of people bitch about the middle of the movie because you know, you start off with this insane, intense space battle into the rescuing of the emperor, the killing of Count Dooku, then it gets very even keeled. Why? because it's setting you up for the last 90 minutes of just pure mayhem. So I don't mind the middle of this movie just to get to the mayhem. Um, Hayden Christensen was a lot better, except in the love scenes. Again, stop writing love scenes for the guy. They were terrible. I I, I actually rooted against them, too, in that movie, because I was like, just shut up already. (laughs) Um, I don't like the fact that she died. Because she died. Because she, she she lost she lost the will to live. Lost the, now again, I've said this many times. In the novel, in the graphic novel comic book, he ch- when he when he choked her and Obi wants to let her go, he fucking chucked her.
0: That kid that could have killed her. That's perfect. Why didn't you show you know that in the movie? Do you think that they didn't go with that in the movies? Because he was a redeemable character eventually, and that would have been something too, too difficult to redeem. Probably, but but you know what? He's got to be an asshole first.
1: He he murders millions of people later on. He can murder the children, but not Padme. That's what I'm saying. He, I mean, I, I don't get it. I said that if I, I got next time, I, I you know whatever in the next six months when I have, we're in the same room together in person whatever the hell that's going to be, the stupid quarantine. I'm going to bring that, that comic over and I'm going to show you. It is drawn so well. It is shot so well. If they would have shot that scene, the same scene. He gets her by the fourth throat. Obi-Wan says, let her go. He goes, and she goes flying. And C-3PO is the one that gets her, picks her up, and brings her into the ship while wow. these two are fighting. That makes sense. And when, that's, why, that's why when the Emperor tells Vader,
0: you killed her, it made sense. He did kill not- her. And the way in the movies played out, it was more of. Like being a Yeah, which I don't think we've got enough of. I and mean, the only reason I know about this, again, is because you've told me about this and how much the Emperor, like, just messes with Vader. Oh, over yeah. Time and just does anything to, like, keep his anger fueled. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he tells him that and is, like, smirking at the end
1: of Revenge of the Sith. Because, like, you know what hey, I said? They said that Anakin was an open book to him. Yeah. You know, all these Jedi have a way of hiding shit from each other if they want to. Through yeah. The force, whatever Anakin was, an open book. Palpatine read him like, 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 like a, like, a, like a, whoop, I got you everything, yeah. I know everything about you. You tell me, plus, he told him about the dreams, he tells him about everything. So, that's it. He knew how to manipulate him, and that's, that's the best part. This is why I always wanted a Vader series. The day after Revenge of the Sith, the day after there was a book that came out, he knew what the Emperor did, and it fueled yeah. him, it fueled his rage beyond... That's why he went out and started slaughtering people because he had the raid. He knew he was not physically capable of killing the Emperor now. So he he couldn't do nothing about it. So what's the best thing to do? Go hunt down the Jedi who who betrayed him or whatever. And But he knew the Emperor lied. Oh, wow. I I didn't know that either. Yeah, so he knew after a while. So, but yeah, all right. Revenge of the Sith is,
0: is next. Top four. All right, we're getting down to the nitty gritty. My number four is Rogue One, a Star Wars story, as we'll go with the whole title. The whole story. <laughs> the whole story. Um, Rogue One is friggin', man, and it's not even in the Skywalker saga as it got dubbed eventually. Rogue One is badass, man. It is a uh, like a gritty war movie set in a Star Wars universe, and I love K2SO, by the way, one of my favorite droids like ever. He's just hilarious in it. Um, I, uh, there's, I mean, it, it's, it moves at such a great pace and everything, and it's such an interesting story made off of essentially one line from A New Hope, you know, about the, the plans of the Death Star, and they made an entire movie out of it, and I don't know what the original version of it, because I know that the reshoots were ordered and everything, but whatever the hell it was, it plays out perfectly for me. I really, really, really like Rogue One, and... I think you'll agree with this. It gives us the most badass Vader scene ever on film, or live which, action film, I'll say. Which, which was a reshoot. reshoot. Which was a reshoot. I was getting to that. You got, took the words out of my mouth. Which was a reshoot. A last second afterthought. Oh, yeah, let's just have Vader go buck and go nuts. And, I, and the way it leads up to A New Hope is phenomenal. I was, That left me, like, smiling at the end of the movie and, like, just, it, like, hyped up at the end of that the way it leads into it. Um and and I and we're getting a Cassian and Endor like uh you know Disney Plus series off this which K2SO is gonna be and, and I'm excited for more K2SO. I have his pop also, which is random. But fine I have that. Yeah Rogue One is is, is my number four man. And it, it almost was three. It, it gets close. See now I was just
1: gonna say the same thing. I, I I'm very close It's close to moving into three. Rogue One's next for me, too. But it's very close to creeping into that original trilogy right there. That's how much I love Rogue One. I love this movie so much. I go watch that every day and not get tired of it. This is the movie that I think I've said to you, too. I know I've said it to Jason several times. This is the movie that proves that the Rebellion are the bad guys. In my eyes. In my eyes. They're basically terrorists in this movie. Cassian Andor kills one of his allies simply because he can't climb. He can't climb out of there, and he's going to rat him out to the stormtroopers, so he shoots him in the back and takes off. And Cassian admits, he admits it, I have done some horrific things in the name of the rebellion. They tried to kill Jim's father. So this is the movie that, for me that was like, I told you, I've been telling you for 30, 40 years that the rebellion of the bad guys, this movie proves it. But, yeah, this movie is ridiculous. I love – they pulled off the Grand Moff Tarkin uh, CGI. I think there's one spot where I'm like, yeah, it's rough. The, eye. the eyes get a little
0: bit weird for that. There,
1: there, there, there's, there's one spot where I was like, ooh, that one's not good. But for for the yeah. most part, it's ridiculous. And the guy who played him did the voice nailed it. Yes. And um, it was – yeah, the, the whole rebuild of the Rebel, Rebel base on Yavin 4, um, everything. They, they made it look just like the original – like you were watching the original Star Wars. I love this movie. Love might, it. It, would, it, 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 might, it. In another year, it could creep into the top three. It might bump Jedi off. Ooh, this is this is where things will continue
0: to get interesting.
1: Yeah, um, it, it might bump Jedi off. Jedi, I, I, I gave away my third, obviously. But yeah, that's how much I love this movie. And yeah. they had just enough Vader, too. Just enough Vader. And they had um, Krennic, who was a, perfect weasel, a love, perfect weasel. Love Krennic. He was great too. He's a weasel of a guy. Sorry, Sam's calling me. He was a perfect weasel of a villain. Um just wanted to please and move up in rank. He had the coolest death troopers. How did that guy get death troopers? I don't know. Yes. And and the battle at Scarif shit, I didn't probably say it is my favorite space battle. Even 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 oh well, uh, the original. It's close. It's, it's close. It is oh. real close obviously cuz the effects are other yeah. times better, but that space battle is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I can't. I can't say enough about Rogue. I watch. I could watch that movie every single day and not get tired of it.
0: Yeah, it's funny because I see that. Like, I don't know. I, I, I don't. Pick, I, I don't pick sides between the rebellion and, and the empire. I kind of stay like gray Jedi, like somewhere in the middle, because <laughs> I do like things about both sides. Um, the Cassian Endor scene that you talked about just shows me that right there. That's the super desperation, and shows you how far the that they have rebellion had to go that they th- think about it they thought it was all they I mean it was essentially over right like they they, they thought they were getting crushed it this was it they had to do anything they could um yeah and they there's yeah they're, the battle scarf is you know you know it's
1: really the well only, the only black guy in Rogue One for me is they had a shoehorn uh 3PO and R2 in there which made no sense yeah, Because when those ships take off to go to Scarif to fight, they're still on the planet. How? They have to be on the tainted Four for Vader to capture them in Episode 4. This is the true. One, that's the one mistake they made, and it bugs the shit out of me. <laughs> otherwise, otherwise, it would be a perfect movie, I think. I really do. It would be a perfect Star Wars movie.
0: But that one little thing got to me. My my only gripe with it, this uh, is funny. It's the title screen. <laughs> I like, think it just. A lot of people hate that. I, it, you know what it is? It's because it's we're so used to like. I don't. I'm not saying we should have had a crawl. I get why there's no crawl for Rogue One. I understand that. Just like there's no crawl for Solo. So I, I see that, you know you differentiate it, but it just seems like super underwhelming compared to like the whole grand thing that we get with every Star Wars movie. Then it's like, oh yeah, Rogue One. <laughs> and that's it. It's just like, oh, okay, all right. It well Here you go. Here it yeah. is. <laughs> it's a movie, you know. It's whatever. Um. Yeah, man. That's That is. It, it is so awesome. And um. You you have to give us um some Faris Whitaker by the way. How you still like messing with your son? Oh, I I don't know. I where is he? I wonder where he is.
1: I, I'd bug him right now with doing that. Listen, no, Faris Whitaker. Faris Whitaker too. in this movie is great. It's great. So awesome. great because it's so ridiculous. And then you got your little, you got your ball gullet monster.
0: Oh,
1: what is that? Oh, it's like, come on. It, 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 that's one of those things. I, that's the comedy that I can pull out of that movie and just enjoy it and laugh. So, <laughs> yeah, I think it's, I think it, it could literally creep into the top three. The more I watch it. So,
0: so my number three is, I think movie. these are going to be easy. Yeah, we, we, don't, we don't even have to get into discussions about this. This is probably the quickest thing. This will be the quickest ones. Yeah, A New Hope, the one that started it all, is actually my three. And I, I'll, I, I'll, explain why. I'll, I'll explain why. I understand that this is probably, if there's any sense of controversy on the list, this is probably it, uh, this little flip-flop. Because um, growing up, as a kid, I loved Return of the Jedi. For, you know, it came out '83, and what was I, three or four years old at the time, and I loved the Ewoks growing up and everything, and blah blah. blah. So I think th- just because of a lot of that is why I have Return of the Jedi where it is. Um, as a kid, actually, Jedi was my number one for a while, until I, as I got older, and then, you know, you start seeing it through a different lens, and you're like, all right, maybe not. Um, these two could flip flop though on on a lot of times, but I think I hold Jedi. But a certain place because of where it was, but A New Hope is the, is the one that started it all. I mean, you know, um, we wouldn't have you know Utini without it. Um, <laughs> it's I mean, come on, it's it's freaking A New Hope, man. Like I, again, I could flip flop the two very easily, but that, that's where that's where I'm at.
1: Well, Return of the Jedi is my third. Um, I got nothing wrong with it. I, 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 it's hard to put another movie above. That's why I said Rogue One's creeping, but I still can't put it ahead yet, yet, yet. Um, again, you got my you got the Emperor in there finally, um, which I loved. This one, I said this one. This one's my third favorite only because you know Vader was kind of a puss. And this was this was the turn to the good side, which I didn't want to see. Um, but yeah, it's my third. I can't say that much about it. That hasn't been said a thousand times.
0: Yeah. Yeah, my number two, obviously, just revealed, is Return of the Jedi. Uh, again, as a, as a kid, I it was my favorite growing up. I was growing up very much more of a Luke guy and the Ewoks and, and everything else. Um, there's, I mean, it's, it's a nice ending to the trilogy. The movies could have ended there, and I would have been just fine with that as well. Getting more Star Wars, never going to complain about that. in in the end, in the grand scheme of things. Um, But Return of the Jedi is my number two, formerly my number one. And um, we obviously have, you know, a very, the same at the top, but go ahead. You can reveal your number two and I know you can do a deeper dive into it. Well, yeah,
1: number two, obviously, is the original Star Wars. Um, The movie that changed everything for everybody, changed the industry, changed people's lives, Named a thousand kids Han and Luke and Leia and and uh again I mean like, what can I say I yeah I dedicated my life to this this fucking genre excuse me again because of this because of that movie um, I I can't find I could literally not find anything bad to say about that movie nothing you could I mean you the know, Han shot first I get it blah, 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 blah. <laughs> cool. I, I I'm 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 to the point where I'll take most of Lucas's changes and be like all right I'll take it whatever whatever, whatever. I don't care. I I really don't care because that's how much I just love the the trilogy, the original trilogy.
0: Well, I know. I think the two changes that bother me with Lucas is in Return of the Jedi adding the new, like that was completely unnecessary. Again, that was like Um, an fu. Yeah, I guess probably. Yeah, gotta respect that. (laughs) Yeah, when you look at it from that perspective, I guess that's that's pretty ballsy then. He's like, oh, um, you hate you hate the, you hate the episode three when well, I'm gonna throw it in Jedi now. Yeah. Boom! Like, keep,
1: uh, keep whining, see what happens next. Exactly. I'm gonna put
0: Jar I'm gonna put George and Ewok on a TV show together next. <laughs> um well, the other one was I don't love uh Java being in a new hope. It just looks weird, and I don't know the way like Han is like Arresting his neck or something or whatever the heck he does with him. like He steps over his tail. Yeah. Because really they shot him with a human. And he yeah, I get it. It was just, I don't know. I just think that I've always found that kind of weird. Um, yeah. But whatever. doesn't ruin anything. Number one is Empire Strikes Back. Um, I mean, we find out that Vader is, is Luke's father. I mean, it ends on such a down note with you know the Empire winning – um you know depending on exactly depending on your perspective <laughs> um but that inspired a lot of things i mean i refer to avengers infinity Wars, the empire strikes back of the mcu uh not that it's like my number one but like it's it leaves you on the same similar note as, as empire um we get a lot of classic lines you know i love you i know um i mean we get to meet um you know boba fett in that um I mean, there's there's so many really really cool things in it, and the mind blowing thing that I learned over time was that how can the same guy direct RoboCop 2 and direct Empire Strikes Back? We can get into a whole nother We've discussed RoboCop 2 many times. Yep. And I'm sure the people who made that franchise were like, "Oh, he can do a sequel like Empire Strikes Back for RoboCop." And whatever. Well, you got you got to have a script, man. You got to have that script, too. Yeah, that's a, that's a big thing. So, and the money. Yes. And we meet Lando, by the way. We also meet Lando in Empire Strikes Back. It is it, it is arguably the best sequel in film history. I mean, I know where you're going to go, right? I'm sure your mind went immediately to Godfather 2, which we know that's a whole nother discussion. With Godfather and Godfather 2. But Empire Strikes Back is in the conversation of the greatest sequel in the history of, of, of cinema. That's a huge statement right there.
1: Uh huh. So go ahead, do, yeah, your, do your dive and yeah, obviously, is my number one also. And yeah. I think I said this to you when we did our marathon that time. Empire for me, I know, I know it sounds weird, but Empire I think is perfect because it really plays with your senses if you if you really pay attention to it. You're in the white of the snow, and then you're in space with Han and them with with the with the meteors and the Tide Fighters are blue in Empire Strikes Back. I love the fucking blue, I keep cursing. I love the blue tie fighter. I love the blue tie fighters in Empire Strikes Back. I had the blue tie fighter and I loved it way more than the original gray one. Um then you get Cloud City. You know, you, you it's, it's like intangible. All these different Planets, they just mess with your senses. I think I also think it was if you really sit down and take a look at the really again, you gotta be like the nerd like me to really pay attention. If you listen to and look at Vader in all three movies, Empire, his best. He sounds the best in Empire. I think he looks the best in Empire. Obviously, he acts the best in Empire because he's a total badass in that movie. Um yeah, man. I did nothing again. This is again Hoth is my still my favorite overall battle. Um, I love me a Wampa. I love me a Tauntaun. Uh The carbon freezing chamber also is probably one of my favorite scenes of all time. And they put Han in carbon freeze, um, I don't know why I was so obsessed with that figure, Han in Carbonite. Yeah. But I used to I used to try to collect a bunch of them so I could throw everybody in Carbonite. <laughs> I was doing that before Mandalorian. I was doing that first. You are but the I, original Mandalorian. I was obsessed with people putting putting people in the Carbonite when I used to play with my with my figures when I was a kid. So, um, I know it sounds weird, but I, I again, I'm getting deep. I think oh. it's the best outfits. I love like the clothes. I like Hans, I like Hans' outfit, and I like Luke's Vespin thing. I like Leia's, everyone loves Slave Leia. I like Hawthley. I think Hawthley is the hottest layer there is. Don't know why, I just do. Um, yeah, I mean, there's nothing else I can say about it. Nothing will change the fact that Empire, if, if, if a movie comes out, a Star Wars movie comes out that beats Empire. I don't know what I'll do. My head might literally explode off my body.
0: I, I may be right next to you with that when that happens. With right. my- <laughs> I don't know what I'll do. I don't think I'll be able to handle it. Honestly. Yeah. I'll, by the way, yeah. We all. Everything you said too. We meet. We also meet Yoda for the first time. Yeah. And, and as a kid, yes. Yeah,
1: another thing. As a kid, I found the I found that boring the Jedi training scenes on Dagobah. Yeah. But then when you really listen to him talk, he actually says a lot of things like you know. You don't catch it the first time, first couple of times. You because you're a kid. He says I was I was the head of a council that decided who trained and who didn't. Yeah. Really, like I didn't pick that up until I was like, oh my god, he actually admitted that there was a, there was a council. That's the first mention of a Jedi council. Yeah, it's like, oh that's that's pretty cool. It's like you pay attention to the the choking scene in Star Wars. You're talking about the Senate. He did, that's when the Emperor dissolved the Senate. He's like Oh, there was a Senate. Yeah. like so it's like it's all connected. That's probably why I get I get into that stuff so much.
0: Empire drops a lot. Yoda drops a lot of knowledge in the Dagobah system, by the way. Many, yeah. many quotes over, over many years. Yeah. Many quotes, many memes, many yeah. everything. Do, do or do not,
1: you know, there is no try. One, Don't judge me by my size, do you? Exactly. That is why you fail. Yeah. <laughs> you just keep going.
0: It's, I mean, yeah. I mean, the Yoda. He, he makes Luke look real stupid. Which and i like luke a lot which and and i think maybe jedi gets where it gets for me too because to me luke is a badass in in, in return of the jedi so that's but that's all due to everything that happens in empire strikes back i mean yoda puts him through it and by the way the connection where i've always said going back to we're talking about last jedi people bitch about luke in that i think luke essentially turned into yoda in a lot of ways, he became, you know, like a hermit. Was living on a planet. Was being a wise ass and in a cranky mood and everything like that. The way he is with with uh, Rey and that, and Yoda is the same way with Luke when he first meets him. So, um, overall, though, we agree. The well, I am, actually, I'm pretty sure I, I got this from you through discussions many years ago. The MVP of this entire thing is R2D2.
1: R is
0: R2. my MVP,
1: always. He is easily the MVP. He knows everything about everyone. I, I will say, Chewie. Uh, Chewie's my MVP. In Return of the Jedi. Okay.
0: Because
1: he turns that whole battle around on Endor by mm-hmm. stealing the uh, ship of the two Ewoks. Yeah. So yeah, he's my MVP in that. R my MVP in Phantom Menace. So you figure he fixes that ship in the first ten minutes. They're all dead. Yep. Um, I never thought about the rest of them really. The overall
0: series Uh, series is R2-D2. Oh, yeah. I have the tattoo. I know. I know you do. R2 says MVP, baby. He is. And I'm sure this is because we probably had this discussion with some beers one night a long time ago, and I was like, man, he's right. If they
1: weren't phased out of the the, the sequel trilogy, he might have more MVPs than Jordan. It's true. He might. But the sequel trilogy, they weren't really used as much, so they brought BB-8 in for that.
0: Yeah. We never really panned out to be the R2 equivalent. I don't no, think. but he could have been. R2 I could have been more than Jordan. He could have. This close? Yeah, had the chance. It wasn't LeBron, it was R2 D two.
1: Exactly. That's what I always say. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So we so we made we made it through the rankings and I didn't have to kill anybody, which is good.
0: No, and I and I think when the time comes, we need to bring we need to do some Mandalorian reviews. We could at least dedicate five minutes, maybe when Mandalorian season two launches up, I mean, we both love Mandalorian. We've both seen the episodes a bunch of times. I've seen them more than I would've ever imagined. And Angie and I are planning to do a rewatch again. um, This is the way. This is the way.
1: (laughs) Yeah. That, that, and have you been watching the gallery? I watched the first couple. I didn't get to finish them yet. I've been trying to You can skip the one about the score, but last week's was really good. Last week's was real
0: good. The score one isn't isn't good. I love like I love the main like the Mandalorian theme. I um, it's
1: okay, but it's it's to say it's all about the score.
0: Yeah.
1: If you want to hear, I mean, it, I watched it. Yeah. But it wasn't like as good as last week's. Last week's was real good. Okay. Oh, the new one's out. Is there another one tomorrow? I hope uh, so. Yeah, I got to get back to
0: to finishing those. All right. Good show. Hour and a half. Shit. You knew Star Wars was going to – I mean, it's probably been almost an hour of Star Wars. Close.
1: Close to it, though. (laughs) All right, so next week, baseball, man. Yes, back to baseball. So hopefully we'll have a freaking schedule. We can even get into that. And we'll do another kind of quick um, Yankees review. Talk about hopefully who's going to do what and who's not going to do what by, like, you know. Getting hurt in the first three minutes of the of the of the, of the goddamn game or anything, yeah, this is what we don't need. We need everybody healthy, ready to go. I'm looking yeah. at you, John Carlos Stanton and Aaron Judge. <laughs> so uh, yeah, we'll figure something else to talk about too next week. Uh, if you guys have something you want us to talk about, hit us up on our page, uh, yeah. the Empire Empire One Six One page, or just message us because you know who we are. Simple as that.
0: Yeah, this is the time or. We have spoken. We
1: have spoken. All right. See you guys. Ed, I'll catch you later. All
0: right. See you you
1: guys next week for episode Garrick. Later. Later.